Welcome to the Victorious Parenting Podcast. My name is Arabella Hill and I'm your host today. And well, every day because hey, it's my podcast. If you're looking to break generational curses or generational trauma and you're working through that, today's podcast is for you. We're gonna be talking about overcoming generational trauma and how to move forward from that, from a place of victimhood to healing. So when my son was born, all I wanted to do is give him a better childhood than I had. Most of you are probably saying amen to that. You just want to give your child a better childhood than you had, right? Even if your childhood wasn't that bad, I think every good parent wants their child to have a better childhood than they personally experience. So my childhood was downright abusive in every way. And when my son was born, at first I focused on all the things my parents did wrong so that I wouldn't follow in their footsteps. I was coming from a place of fear. I didn't want to inflict the damage that was done upon me to my son. I didn't want to repeat those mistakes. And the reason why I was so afraid is because my parents just did what their parents did to them. My father had a very abusive childhood. He had many stepfathers. My grandmother, I think she had like 12 children. I think two of them died when at birth or when they were young. So she ended up with 10 from like four, maybe five different men. I can't remember how many, but <laughs> there was a few. Um, and the children were very abused by various stepfathers and things like that. Uh, it like extreme, we're talking extreme abuse. I'm not gonna go into all the details because it really is unsettling, but that was my father's childhood and he ended up being a juvenile delinquent, joining a bikey gang in South Australia. Um, he ended up in juvie, uh, setting fire to fields, beating people up, all those kind of things. And that's where his childhood led him. Uh, for a period of time until he was injured and kind of it woke him up a little bit. So then my mother, she had uh, what seemed like very loving parents on the outside and they're not bad people. They're good folks, your average hardworking folks. However, my grandmother, I believe, was harboring generational hurt and pain and bitterness and it really came out in her actions she's very mean in her words to other people for example i hadn't seen her in a really long time we went to her house for dinner with all my cousins one of my cousins is a little bit overweight and when she walked in the first thing my grandmother says oh gee you've gotten fat you know and kept going on about her weight and everything in front of everyone it's rude very rude and very mean and very hurtful. And that was just a little taste of what I recognized was probably my mother's entire childhood. My grandmother is very high, highly critical, or well, was very highly critical. She's no longer with us. And she also liked to sink a bottle of wine a night as well. So my mother's childhood and my father's childhood was very traumatic for very different reasons. And when I started looking back at the different generations, I realized that each family before them had their own type of 
trauma. My grandmother, she went through the war and she was separated from her parents for a very long period of time. Her and her sibling were shipped off to the country to for safety. They lived in the United Kingdom. And so I think she was harboring a lot of things inside of her that really came out in really toxic ways. And she ended up hurting my mother. And then my mother harbored things that were inside of her and that came out in pretty much more toxic ways because she was not just mentally, spiritually abusive. She was also very physically abusive. And you can see from my father, he had extremely abusive childhood and he was extremely physically abusive to us. And then when I looked back on his father, my grandfather, who I didn't get to meet, but I was able to do a lot of research about him. You know, it was the same thing, a lot of trauma, a lot of abuse. And it just seemed that it was cycling over and over and over again. And I got to me and I was 21 when my son was born. And I was like, this is going to stop with me. I'm not going to allow this to continue and to have another generation that has gone through this trauma just to inflict it on the next generation. It has to stop. And it is a generational curse when it happens over and over and over again, because not one person stands up in those generations and says, hey, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to learn differently. I'm going to analyze this and look at this from a different perspective. I'm going to change things and it's going to change with me. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you 100% become like a Mary Poppins. There is no such thing, but you know, it doesn't mean that you don't do anything wrong as a parent. It means that you stand up and you facilitate growth and you facilitate generational healing and that facilitation starts with you. And that's what I decided to do when my son was born. And so I was coming from a place of fear. I, I didn't want to go through another generation and all of that. I was afraid that I was going to project all of this trauma that I had been through on my son and ruin him. And I know that a lot of parents um, who have gone through things and trauma, they also feel the same way. So I want you to know that you're not alone if that's the way you feel or you have felt that in the past. I think we all feel and have felt that at some point. It's pretty normal. But if you stay in that fear-based mindset, you will end up just focusing on everything that is wrong. And I'm gonna explain to you later why it's not a good thing to do that. So as I grew, I realized my parents were not all that bad. They also did some things right as well. And you see, when I was focusing on everything they did wrong, I became more and more bitter, especially as I saw my beautiful son develop and grow in front of me. It, it made me so angry to think that, gee, when I was that age, I was pretty much being thrown, you know, across the living room, pushed around, being pushed down the stairs, being punched and things like that. And I looked at his innocent little face and it just devastated me and made me so sad to think, how can my parents have looked at me in my face at that age and then committed those atrocities against me. And it made me bitter because I kept focusing on everything they did wrong. And then the word forgiveness, my goodness, <laughs> that word was so triggering to me. It just made me so angry because I have faith and my faith 
leads me naturally to forgiveness, but I could not forgive them. I couldn't do it. And I, for a long time, I had so much guilt over that because I thought that I was a bad person. You know, in religious circles, you're told that if you don't forgive, then you can't be forgiven and you might end up in hell and all these other different things. And that is a fear-based mentality. It doesn't create real genuine forgiveness. Other guilt type mentalities is that, I, I, I'm a bad person. I must be a horrible person if I can't forgive them. That is also a fear-based mentality because it's stemmed in helplessness and hopelessness and like just self-disrespect. Really, you're really hurting yourself. Not only did you get hurt in the past, but staying in that fear-based mentality is continuing the trauma without that person actually being there in your life. And it doesn't lead to genuine forgiveness. It doesn't lead anywhere good. So for a long time, I became bitter and I couldn't forgive. And that's because what I was taught that forgiveness is, is actually not forgiveness at all. <laughs> forgiveness is something a little different. So forgiveness isn't saying, I'm, I can't control anything. I'm just letting it go. Forgiveness isn't saying I have to let it go or else I'm going to end up in the fiery place. Forgiveness isn't saying I have to forgive because if I don't, I'm a terrible, horrible person. And it means that I haven't moved on from the past. It means that I'm going to be bitter and all of these other things. It's fear. That's none of that is forgiveness saying what you did to me was okay. And I'm just going to let it go because I feel I have to. That's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is about freeing yourself. It's, and it's also about healing. So forgiveness is not about freeing the other person from responsibility. It's not saying, Hey, I free you from all responsibility. It's not sweeping things under the rug. My grandmother was very good at sweeping things under the rug. I think that is the worst thing that you can do because you end up pushing down your feelings. You harbor resentment. You're trying to pretend on the outside you're all forgiving because you want to protect you're a good person, you know, and then you end up traumatizing yourself. And just because you feel like you can't forgive someone right now, it doesn't make you a bad person. It may mean that you don't really know what the real meaning of forgiveness is. Because forgiveness is about freeing you from the burden of revenge and bitterness. If someone did something to me, let's say I'm driving my car and someone deliberately rammed their car into me. You know, the, the law, like the law of gravity, and I'm not talking the law of the land like governments, I'm talking just the law of like humanity, the way we act and react to things. Someone rammed their car into my car. I technically could have a right to get my revenge on them. I could ram my car back into them or I could pull them out of their car and I could show them what for. That's revenge. Forgiveness is about freeing you from the burden of revenge, of wanting to get your own back. I need revenge. I need payback. That's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness frees you from that burden. It also frees you from the burden of bitterness because bitterness can eat at you over a lifetime. It can turn you into a grumpy old mare, 
maybe with a mustache, who yells at kids on the bus and beats them with an umbrella and says, back in my day. Okay, maybe that won't happen, but bitterness takes from your quality of life. And forgiveness is about freeing you, not taking something from you, not forcing you into a behavior. It's actually freeing your soul. And I don't know about you, but there is no way on this earth that I want to let someone who hurt me have another second of control over my life. When you're wrapped up in bitterness and in anger and you're bent on payback or revenge, you're allowing that person to hurt you without them even being in your life. You're allowing what they did to you to have control over you. And that leads to helplessness, hopelessness, the feeling that you are out of control, which can lead to alcoholism, depression, drug addiction. You know where I'm going with that. And I did not want my parents who hurt me to have any control over my life, not physically, not spiritually, not mentally either. For me, shifting my mind from forgiveness to healing helped. In fact, I believe that forgiveness is healing. The two are the same thing. And this is how I did it. I did this by adopting a balanced perspective. I saw the bad, yes. I recognized the bad things that they did to me. But I also recognized all the good things they did too. At that stage, I sought to replicate the good and be mindful of the bad. Forgiveness is about freeing your soul. That's what healing is. I believe the energy we put out will return in some form. Some call this karma, some call it science, but in the end, it is true, we reap what we sow. So there's no point in having a mind with anger, bitterness and revenge because the people who hurt you will reap what they have sown. I knew I didn't need to get revenge or to be wrapped up in bitterness over what they did and the childhood I lost. Now, forgiveness also goes a step further. It's not saying, well, karma's going to get you or you're going to get something in return. It's it's when you're facilitating healing and you learn to let go of that bitterness and you let go of that anger and you let go of the control that they have even without being present in your life. It actually opens and frees your mind to the point where you want them to become awake to what they have done rather than to suffer for what they have done. That's when you know that you're starting to really heal. When you go from a mindset thinking, I want you in jail, I want you to suffer, I want I want you to get thrown under a bus or whatever it is. When we get really angry and we have all of these really angry things running through our mind, you know that you're starting to heal when you go from that angry mindset to, you know, I hope that you mature and grow and I hope that you realize what you've done and I hope that you turn your life around and that you don't hurt anyone the way that you hurt me. You see, that's what real forgiveness does and let's not call it forgiveness, let's just call it healing because that's exactly what it is. Because what goes around comes around. 
So what did I do? I washed the dust off my feet and I walked away to work on becoming the best version of me. I learned to let go of what I couldn't control and grounded myself in the present, focusing on what I could control. And over time, this further facilitated healing from the past. As a result, I'm no longer bitter over the past. Sometimes when I think about it, it still makes me sad, of course. I don't think that will ever change. And what they did was definitely not okay by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm no longer bitter. I'm no longer bent on revenge. And they don't have any kind of control over me. Not over my spirit, over my physical life, and definitely not over my mind either. Because I chose to focus on the things I can control. I chose instead of focusing on all the bad things they did, I chose to have a look at some of the good things they did too. And I chose to step outside of myself and look at it from that perspective and appreciate what was good, recognize what was bad and work on any things that were inside of me that I wanted to change so that I could become the best version of myself so that I could become the best parent that I could be for my child. And you know what? I'm really proud of how far I've come and you should be too if you've been working on your healing actively. That's for sure. You may not see how far you've come and I bet you have changed a lot and perhaps you just don't recognize it yet. Forgiveness is healing. I believe the two are the exact same thing. So if you are being pressured to forgive, replace the word with healing. Instead of I must forgive, saying I am facilitating healing in my life. Instead of I have to forgive because I will end up in a fiery place or I'm a terrible person, you can say I'm proud of how far I've come and growth and maturity is a lifelong pursuit and process. And I'm still healing and I'm working on my healing. Instead of forgiveness, I must or has to, saying healing is essential for me to become the very best version of myself, the version of myself that I deserve and my family around me and the loved ones I have deserve too. Facilitating healing, therefore, starts with a perspective shift or a paradigm shift, a mindset shift. When you facilitate healing, you realize that spending another second wrapped up in anger over the past robs you of the present right now. When you have a fear mindset and you're wrapped up into, I hope I don't do this, I hope, you end up facilitating so much anxiety that inadvertently you may not make the same mistakes your parents did, but you will make different mistakes. You'll make the mistakes differently, if that makes sense. My mother made her mistakes differently to what my grandmother did. My father made his mistakes differently to what his father did. It was all abuse. It was all traumatic, but nothing really changed. But when you have a mindset of healing and you facilitate healing, you realize that spending another second wrapped up in anger over the past, like I said, 
robs you of the present. I'm going to say that again. Spending another second wrapped up in anger or bitterness over the past robs you. It takes from you. When you facilitate healing, you appreciate the good while being mindful of the bad. You analyze the bad from a why did they do it perspective, seeking to understand rather than standing in the court as a judge and executioner. Rather than saying, why did they do this to me? You can say, hmm, what is the root of their behavior? What happened to them to cause them to behave like this? What lesson did they not learn that caused them to continue this generational trauma? If you can find the lesson they didn't learn, you'll realize the lesson that you need to learn right now. And if you can learn that lesson that they didn't learn, you can break your generational trauma. Seek to understand rather than standing as a judge when you're analyzing the past. This helps to shift you from victim to victor. A victorious person who facilitates healing analyzes the past to change their actions in the present so their future does not reflect the same cycle. A victim raging in anger and bitterness looks upon the past from fear, helpless, hopeless, and vulnerability and frets over wishing it was different. I wish it was, why couldn't it be different? And it cycles through the mind over and over. And this perspective can result in anger, frustration, and fractured relationships. I've met quite a few people who've had traumatic childhoods who then continued that same trauma in their adult relationships. A couple of them were great to their kids, but in their adult relationships, they they couldn't manage them effectively or successfully. Um, they could not get past the trauma that had happened to them by adults when they were children. So the way they interact with adults as an adult was very maladaptive. And that's why trying to force forgiveness doesn't work and forgiveness True forgiveness is just healing and true forgiveness cannot be forced. It's not a race. Healing can't be forced. It's not a race. It's not about the other person. It has nothing to do with them and what they did. It has nothing to do with the expectations people have on you. It has everything to do with you and what you deserve in life. And you deserve peace. You deserve to be free from that generational trauma, those generational curses, and so do your kids. It's not about coming from a place of fear and anxiety and parenting guilt. And I know I've had all of those things. It's coming from of, you know what? I deserve to be better. I deserve better than this. So I'm going to look at it from a new perspective, from a perspective of growth, so I can facilitate healing rather than bitterness or fear and trying to force some ingenuine, unsustainable mask of forgiveness. A victim says, why me, poor me, leads to serve me, give to me, selfish behavior, narcissistic behavior. It leads to depressive disorders, alcohols. It can lead to very maladaptive behaviors. 
But a victor says, I understand who you wanted me to be, but I'm going to show you who I am. Can I get an amen? Let's say it again. A victor, a victorious person says, I understand who you wanted me to be, but I'm going to show you who I am. I will stand up. I will love, I will serve, and I will be the honorable person I deserve to be and my kids deserve to be. A victor recognizes that the people who hurt you first hurt themselves. Look, my parents didn't just rob me of my childhood. They robbed themselves of parenthood. They robbed themselves of grandparenthood. They robbed themselves over a deep, connected, family bond. So in the end, I didn't lose. They did. And in this process, I gained clarity, wisdom, maturity, and all the rewards of growth and a strongly connected bond with my child. This perspective shift helped me to grow up in ways that my parents didn't and probably still haven't. And I can tell you when you facilitate healing and you are in that place of growth where you're proud of yourself, you can look back on your actions and think, you know what, I have facilitated healing and I'm no longer bitter because revenge isn't up to me. It doesn't lead to anywhere good. It leads to control. It's just another layer of control that they have over you. If you allow someone to make you so bitter that you just want to get at them and you want to jab at them every time you think about them, you know, it's, they're still controlling you. You're still a victim and you're victimizing yourself this time and you're choosing it. So stop. <laughs> if that's what you're doing, stop that. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Choose victoriousness, not victimhood. Choose to be a victor, not a victim. So again, a victor says, I understand who you wanted me to be, but I'm going to show you who I am. I will stand up. I will love. I will serve. And I'll be the honorable person that I deserve and my kids deserve for me to be. And that, my friends, is worth more than all the revenge you could get in the world. It's truly freeing. It frees your soul. It frees your mind. If you've had severe trauma, you've probably had nightmares. Believe me, I had that as well. I had a lot of PTSD and CPTSD from that. And it shifts your mind away from that. You facilitate healing. You're focusing on what you can control. You can focus on the present day. You can focus on all the good and wonderful things that did happen to you. You can work on making more of that and making that better in your own parenting. You can be mindful of all the bad things that happen and think, why did they do it seeking from seeking an understanding rather than from a place of fear of why did they do that to me you know why did they do it i want to understand the root of their behavior rather than why me you see is is a very slight shift isn't it it's not even a massive leap across a cavern it's just going from why me to why did they do that? I want to understand them. I want to understand the lesson that they didn't learn so that I can learn that lesson or those lessons. And believe me, there's probably more than one 
so that I don't carry this generational trauma forward into my parenting now. So if you've been stuck in victimhood, good news, this is your year of victory. If you change your mind, you will change your life. And I'll speak to you in the next podcast episode. Have a good one.